Hello, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. You rate and review my podcast if you like me. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's Yes King Oliver. Tati bye. So I was watching Netflix, right? And this program came up and it was about, is there an afterlife? I don't know whether you've seen it. And um, so all the scientists say that there's no consciousness when you're dead because consciousness is in the brain. And therefore, if the brain's in the ground, then there's no consciousness. But then they're going over all these people who've had near-death experiences. So one person drowned in a kayak and she was underwater for half an hour and she's supposed to be dead. And then she came back alive in hospital. And there's all these other stories of people dying and they all say the same thing which is they see like this light this tunnel this hand they meet people like their parents and friends that have already died and when you think about it like that there's obviously a pattern going on so either that is truly heaven or just like a film if you go up and see princess jasmine and prince charming fall in love and find a little house in mexico live happily ever after then you're not actually going to want the same thing so if you've been told since day one that god's in the sky and when you die you go to heaven which is up there and whoever's died is going to be in heaven then you're going to be unconsciously expecting to see friends and family god pulling you up because that's what you've believed is there so is it that heaven is that and that's what everyone's seeing or are we simply tuning in to what we think is going to happen but then when we don't die we have the ability to retell that story, which you wouldn't have ever had chance to do. And when they say that the brain, when the heart stops and the brain doesn't have any oxygen, well, memories are just neurons firing up. The brain's still going to be firing up for at least, you know, 15, 20 minutes after there's no blood because it's the muscle. It's going to twitch and spasm. It's not just going to suddenly, as soon as the heart stops and the brain's dead and that's it. So you're tuning into neurons firing up and memories stored in the brain. That if you end up not dying, it's just like napping on the couch for 20 minutes and you have all these dreams and then you wake up and you think, fuck, I was listening to the TV, dreaming about what they were saying. You know, you know what I mean? You dream what they're saying. So you're watching a um, shooting film and in your dream, you're hearing bang, bang, bang. And you wake up and it's because the TV has got shooting in it. So that's what I think happens. What do you reckon? All right, well, a um, few, few things. Um, first of all, you talk about the brain. The brain is contained into the head. However, the mind is not contained in the head, right? So I just, I just wanna put that out there. Um, and you know, when we talk about data, data equals information, information equals knowledge, knowledge equals wisdom, but then there's something called consciousness and consciousness also does not live in the brain. So um, I just wanted to clarify that, right? Because the brain lives in the head and the mind and consciousness is not contained inside the head, that it is around and it is in the ethers and it's energy. And energy doesn't go anywhere, it just merely transforms. So we hear a lot of things from a lot of people. Right. And of course, Netflix is only going to put on Netflix what they deem um, relevant or appropriate for the masses to see. So, I, you know, and people are like, oh, yeah, Netflix is awesome. And it's just like, who the heck owns Netflix anyways? And, you know, what's their agenda? Right. Because they're only allowing certain information to get out there. And. The information that's out there is powerless. There is so many disenchanting and disempowering thoughts that are even being educated out there on like mass scales that take the human power away. So the fact that they're saying once we die, that's it. That's like a really disempowering notion that we can believe, we can believe something that's been said to us and it's outside of ourselves, or we can close our eyes and tap into the consciousness, right? Because again, consciousness is inside, it's all around that level of energy and figure it out ourselves instead of constantly looking outside of ourselves for answers. It's like, all of the answers are better found within than they are without. We have the answers. We can access the answers. Like my life matters, your life matters, 
Every single person here has a purpose indeed. And, you know, that, that right there is heaven on earth. It's like, forget about the afterlife. What about right here, right now? Because we're projecting future. We're stuck in the past. We're not here in the present. And can we create heaven on earth? And that's what the heart is all about, right? Heart, H-E-A, heaven, E-R-T, earth. So the heart molds heaven and earth hang on, together. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've, I've, hang on. I've never heard that. Let me just see it. Heaven. Heaven, earth, heart. So the earth is the H-E-A-R-T-H-E-N, for example. Heaven. Even though heaven's with a V, I get it. It's the sounds, not the actual letters. So heaven, have T-H-E-R-M. Never heard that. Where did you, where did you see that? Or obviously, that's how language is. It just forms some sounds. But I've never heard that ever. Where did you hear that? Yeah. Etymology is really flipping cool, right? When we look at the root of words and we break words down, like, um, for example, um, government, right? Ment means mind and govern means to control, right? So government, um, advertisement, Right. So when we look at the root of most words and we break them apart in etymology, it is absolutely fascinating. And, and it's a real thing that they don't want people knowing about, again, because it's empowering. And when we're empowered, we don't listen to commercials that keep us consuming and comparing ourselves to fake people with fake body parts, selling fake ideas to create you know a fake level of happiness and illusion <laughs> when i was 21 right and i had my awakening i did all this i i i was studying numbers and i realized that you know they all go for example everything happens in threes right and so it's three six nine and it all goes back to three then to one and you know no matter what mathematical equation you do it always goes back to say the three and the one or whatever and then i looked at language and you break down all this like meanings and sounds and you realize, wow, this came from that. Let's say it's Latin, right? Let's say it comes from Latin. Yeah. You break down all the words and you put them all together and it's just evolved from that last word. But if you go back to before it had evolved, you have, as you said, the, the heart, the heaven, and and it's, it's the same sounds and it's, it's amazing. And um, it all goes back to just a few sounds. I used to call it caveman, I'm hungry noise. So one caveman goes, hmm. Mm, it means I'm hungry, let's go eat. And then that sound of mm, is like hungry, like mm, hungry, you know? Um, and even, for example, like swear words, I've always tried to understand what the fuck is a swear word? Who says that's a swear word? What is a swear word? Why is fuck different to fart or shit different to shit? And it's like, what makes that a swear word? And it's the meaning behind, behind it. So at some point, somewhere along the line, fuck was associated with a bad meaning and this is on netflix by the way another thing about swear words where they came from and i saw a quick um like a trailer of how fuck it became fuck you and then fuck that and then it, it all just merges from like the same thing but it all comes down to like from sounds and feeling like anger if you measure the vibration of fuck like if you measure the um the vibration of say love and and classical music you know it all is in harmonious the vibrations they're all pure like if you say to a plant fuck you it's gonna die if you give a plant love it's gonna survive right you know what i mean yeah well here, here's this it's the energy behind because energy yeah. speaks louder than words and 90 percent of communication is nonverbal, anyways right so we talk about body language and tonation and all these other things but it's the energy that you're putting behind it so for example um and and i like the word fuck every once in a while for emphasis value just to create um impact in what you're saying um, and also what is equally as impactful as all of these noises called words and sounds, right, is silence. Did you know silence is all sounds put together simultaneously at once? I'll explain what you mean. Think about this. Silence is all sounds in one simultaneously 
no different than color and color theory. When, when you look at a rainbow and you see however many colors are in that spectrum, well, what's black and what's white? It's the same thing as sound, right? And all of it going back is energy and frequency. So um, every single word carries an energy. For example, a word that has a, a, a low vibration would be but. You know, I like you, but you really piss me off when you do this. So the word but has a very low vibration. And whenever you use it, whatever you put after is negated. And it's just in human psychology. And, and I don't know how it works. I just know that you can, you can measure words and their energy. There's special machines to do this. And when people, most people speak, they are speaking with these words that are um, a low vibration and also with an energy behind those words. I'll give you another example. I work with a lot of women in nutrition and um, mentoring and uh, just women basically need to take their power back. So I mentor a lot of women. I host programs. One of them is called Be Your Own Best Friend and it's launching in a week. And I listen to the way they speak and I say, okay, let's set some goals. So um, what, what's your major health goal? And a woman will say, well, I don't wanna be overweight. And I'll be like, wait, um, I asked you what your goal was. I didn't ask you what you didn't want. You see what I mean? Like people are speaking their goals, their dreams, their desires in the negative and using disempowering words the whole time. And it's just like, when you listen to language, it's been minimized to this. It's, it has been taught out of our, um, let's say education. Do not mistake education with indoctrination, right? Because the more educated someone is, oftentimes they, they've just paid more to have their brain conditioned and indoctr indoctrinated with high-level agendas, right? Um, but we have lost the ability to use language properly because words are this, extensions of our thoughts, Right? And so when you listen to what people are speaking and saying, it gives a clear indication their level of consciousness. Again, consciousness is not contained into their brain, but it shows me exactly where they're at. And that's typically their starting point. So then I'm like, OK, um, I know right then and there, they're a genius at thinking negative. What do I mean by that? They don't have to try. It happens automatically. It's the pattern in the brain when we talk about neuro um, plasticity that they have lived that way for so long, they're not even aware that they're speaking in the negative with low vibration words and then predicting the outcome because thoughts are things and words create worlds. When I play my Alexa, <clears throat> I suddenly, I like the song and I say, Alexa, turn it up, right? And then when, it, when, it, when, it, when that song changes and it's another song, I find myself drained by that that tune so the one before made me feel really good and i liked it it changes to another song completely different vibrations and all of a sudden i'm like fucking hell turn that down and then i turn yeah. it off and it's like wow peace silence so the difference of just like sounds and words is phenomenal because it is literally like being on on a vibration of 10 and then suddenly go into seven and just by the change of songs it really fucks up your energy and i i know people who say were angry and depressed i used to work in a kitchen right and this the persons in there were just angry hated life hated their job they were depressed it was heavy metal just like rah, rah. and i was like, oh my fucking god i need to get out of here right i literally just shoved the plates on the side i, I couldn't cope the energy of him because it was stimulating stimulating his negative energy he was bad enough but then the music it was like walking into death, right? It was awful. And then obviously when I learned all this stuff about music, you look at the lyrics of say rap songs and all this stuff. It's about killing and murder and I'm going to beat this guy. And it's just like, and I see so many people, young people, rapping this, listening to it in their cars and they're just in that motion. And then they're doing the actions of like shanking and knives. It's like, oh my God. And then you think about Xbox games and PlayStation games, shooting, young people shooting, and this anger they get when they can't kill that person or someone on the headset's calling him a twat and the anger, and he wants to kill all these people, he throws a grenade in. And I'm like, Jesus, like, 
this is crazy. Like, you want, you want people to not kill and shit like that. I mean, you're letting people this young have access to this. You're filling their mind with violence. And it is crazy. It's like, same as, yeah, same as smoking. Like, smoking's a massive tax industry, so you can't really stop it. And, you know, if you don't stop it, there's even more humans to cope with, which is bad. So it's like, okay, well, you know, human population kills some of them off. And and it's just like this. No matter what you do, it's 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 right and it's wrong um, because you you need the bad and you need the good. Like you need fires to wipe out dead trees, so then you know the new ones are born. You need the coronavirus to wipe out the weak human beings, so that you, so humans can live in a st- st- stable civilization. But then you don't want people to die, and it's just like it's it's just it's crazy. So the answer is just go in. But when you think the about next option, it's crazy. And the answer is also observe and do not absorb. I'll repeat that. Observe and do not absorb. Because we um, we have the choice, right? That's free will. We have the choice to observe and witness all these things happening outside of us on our journey called life, one foot in front of the other. And we get to choose what we take in, right? We get to choose what we focus on. And another example of this is, you know, walking down the streets, uh, even here in Mexico, there, there are things that you will see and hear that will instantly lower your vibration. And there are also things that you will see and hear that will instantly lift your spirits and raise your vibration. And you get to choose what you focus on. And so I say this oftentimes to my ladies, like, are you addicted to drama? Like for real though, because it seems to me like you're repeating the same thing just with reconfigured words. And it's just like, that is an addiction. You're addicted to drama because you're focusing on that in your life. That means you're missing all the other opportunities to see the uplifting and the um, instant vibe lifting situations unfolding in front of your eyes you can't see it and there's another thing called cognitive dissonance which is really uh it's real <laughs> right you know about cognitive dissonance I, I i get what you're trying to say yeah so so it's essentially you can't you can't see the truth because the limitations the barriers of your mind and ego are not ready to accept that yet because it challenges the ego. Let's keep in mind what the ego is and I'm not bastardizing the ego. We need it in order to survive. But um the ego wants to keep you small. The ego um anytime you have, you know, a a bad day for the ego is a good day for the soul. And when you really connect with your soul, parts of your ego die just a little bit. And when you get really still and you sit in stillness, I call that the state of grace. That's another threat to the ego, because then you have all of a sudden this opportunity to connect with all of the things that you have suppressed in this temple, this body, right? This meat skeleton suit that you're wearing, keeping in mind we're spirits having a human experience. And in this human experience, we hold on to things. We we take things in, we hold grudges, we constipate our minds with bullshit. We play video games with people killing each other, right? So where does that go? It doesn't, it, it goes somewhere in the body and we store negative emotions in the tissues, fluids, organ systems of our bodies. And so when you get still and you sit in that state of grace, you get to see all of the things that you're living with on a day-to-day basis. And it comes up and it, of course it does because energy needs to move. Energy is emotions. Emotions rather are energy in motion. Okay, so all of these suppressed emotions being energy, which is always moving, it's vibratory, it's a frequency, so it needs to go somewhere. So when you get still, all of it comes to the surface when you're ready. Is that is that another thing? Emotion is built from energy in motion that you are aware of. Correct. That's amazing because what came to my mind when you said that is if you get a um but if you get a banana tree okay and you planted a carrot seed in the banana attached to the tree 
or any seed for that matter, an olive tree, an avocado tree, that avocado tree will grow out of the banana connected to the tree. If you look at a, um, say, a cow, right, or donkey that's just been living, hang on, that's been living really rough, right, he might have some, like, fungus growing on his back, right, and then things will just grow, like parasites will grow from it. So that tree, that cow's back, and our organs are made from the same thing. Let's just call it life, yeah? So life can grow on life. So, you know, a parasite goes on a fly, a fly goes into our head, and it takes over our brain that we're all life and um people don't know that everything is being absorbed in us and and growing so the energies are stored in us it's just multiplying in more of that negative energy the same as if you say have drugs have sex go on a roller coaster that serotonin boost in the head whatever that's a feeling your body wants more of that as you said people are addicted to drama they're used to their body being tense and angry and then that release of when they explode to their friends that neutralizes them but then they go back into that pattern again it's like a volcano that you poured out with water but it's still boiling underneath so the top's cooled off it's almost like when you have a log fire and you sort of pour the watering can on top and it comes back alight it's like well how did that happen because there's so much energy underneath it that that really isn't going to do shit just pouring out water on the top and um and so their body is used to that going back into that negative vibration um and it is hard to get out it is because it, it is a drug like negative energy is a drug like positive energy if you have too much of it your body's like well this is my normal default state of vibration i need this something's wrong i don't feel like this anymore no one's attacking me so i'm going to find somebody to piss off so then i can attack them and then they attack me and they go back into that cycle of drama and yeah, yeah it totally is a cycle and i can explain it on a chemical level right because first we're electrical as human beings um all, all living things as a matter of fact are electrical chemical and magnetic and so um you think a thought that is an electrical impulse in the brain okay and um so neurons that fire are electrical and neurons that fire together wire together and that basically is a memory so you think a thought neuron fires. You think a thought enough times that neurons actually connect. This is what you call a memory. For example, when you're a kid and you're crawling around and you crawl into the wall and you hit the wall and you're like, oof, you know, that hurt. And you do it again and you do it again. However many times it takes for those neurons to actually fire together. Now for the rest of your life, you know what a fucking wall is and you're never going to walk into a wall again. So that's an example of a neural connection called a dendrite in the brain. But that is what we are at an electrical level. So number one, when we think a thought, it creates, so thoughts are the language of the mind and feelings are the language of the body. Okay, thoughts are the language of the mind, feelings are the language of the body. So let me further this. For every thought, there is an equal corresponding feeling of the body. So when you think a thought, an electrical impulse happens, then it creates a chemical cascade through the spinal cord, right down the spine, the vagus nerve carries these now we'll we'll call those uh, hormones chemical messengers otherwise known as um, neurotransmitters whether it's dopamine serotonin oxy um, oxytocin uh, or adrenaline or cortisol right so now we're working with the endocrinology of the body these chemicals have to make their way into every single cell well what's going on at the cell level the cells are like perfect symmetrical little cells and how do the chemicals get into the cells right well they have little receptor sites it's like a lock and a key every single chemical has a specific key sequence to get into the cell in order to signal intracellular right because there's extra and intracellular so these chemicals need to get into the cells by turning the key to get through the lock into the cell and it's very very specific like enzymes are specific protein needs a protein enzyme fat needs a fat enzyme well if you are dopamine trying to get into the cell then you better have specific dopamine receptors at the cell level 
And if you don't have dopamine receptors, then it's not uptaken. Okay. So here's this the more stressful thoughts you think, the more adrenaline and cortisol receptor sites you are training your cells to have at a cell level. The more pleasant thoughts, the more thoughts that you have that actually create feel good cascades of these chemicals at a cell level, you're training the cells to have more dopamine and serotonin receptor sites, right? So um, it's, it's, it's kind of like whatever your receptor sites are programmed at a cell level is what you're addicted to because you've been training your cells to develop receptor sites and whatever the cells are hungry for, because those are the receptor sites that are built into the cell membrane. The cell membrane is the brain of the cell because it lets things in from extracellular to intracellular. And that is where magnetism comes in. We're electrical, we're chemical, and then we're, we're magnetic. So you and me, we're both magnets. But and it's translate the chemical to the magnet thing all right well at a cellular level once again um every single cell has a valence and um it's there is uh so a valence circles around the cell right and we learned about this in when we studied atoms right every single molecule every single atom has an electron which is negative a proton which is positive and a neutron which is neutral okay so um the protron has a positive charge and it needs to be paired with its negative brother they go hand in hand and then you've got the neutron so um and i can talk about this in free radicals right free radicals are cells that have lost their electrical charge so they're positively charged so positive is actually not a good thing when when it is creating static in the body, because then that cell is unbalanced. It's lost its homeostasis, its alignment, its balance, right? So what does it do? It goes around to all of the other cells in its vicinity, and it tries to steal other cells' electrical charge in doing so, absolutely wreaking havoc, because that electrical charge cannot be transferred from one cell to another that in the process of stealing that electrical charge it doesn't transfer properly it it gets pulled from one cell and then the other cell can't properly uptake it so then it becomes inert and now you don't have one free radical now you have two free radicals doing the same thing so one free radical turns into two two turns into four Four turns into 16 are you following and that's what free radical damage does and so um the, that that's the electrical part and when you take off your shoes and socks and go plug into mother earth the earth donates free flowing electrons without a doubt every single time that is your true mother. We are all children of the earth. Stand for what you stand on because the earth provides everything that we need. Mother earth, father son, greatest love affair, best love story of all time never stole, sold, told. <laughs> <clears throat> so to translate that in a simple form is um, when you hang around a farm, full of shit you come back smelling a shit and when you hang around a woodlands full of flowers you're going to come back smelling of pollen and and flowers and if you are uh, some if you if you are say 10 uni students living in one house and none of them wears deodorant and they all stink of bo they aren't going to be able to tell that evil everyone smells of bo because that's that's all they're used to so anyone someone else comes in and says fucking hell this house smells of shit this house smells of bo this house smells of flowers where have you been like in some like pollen field and the answer is yes and so what i got from that is and i didn't i haven't actually done much research on that magnetic atom level i remember that that school stuff but um what i'm getting from it is that um so it, it basically it only knows what it's um used to hang on so the the magnet thing 
so so that's... so that word you were saying to me is what cancer is right when it what's that word you used that specific word when it goes one to two to four to six to eight whatever so it's it's just the process of replication um and yes that's exactly how cancer spreads so yeah when the cells malfunction that's that's the cancer is when it's not di not dividing properly that it just sits there and it just doesn't do anything and that just i call it putting a piece of meat on top of a healthy plant that meat's going to rot the plant right um but that yeah. that that ma magnetic thing so the cells have say a positive neutral and negative but the positive is is not the the good thing like we think positive is good because it symbolizes it hasn't got that balance of say yin and yang so it's like yin without the yang which is bad yang without the yin is bad it needs the yin and the yang to make it neutral so what you're saying is that forget the label positive and negative like forget negative thoughts and positive thoughts it's just a vibration period and depending yeah. on that vibration determines how that cell responds so it's not one or two negative positive it's just all the vibration like it's just all lights and all sounds rather than fuck is a bad word and love is a great word it's just what what how those living things respond to vibrations so each cell has to neutralize itself and it can't take it from another cell because that cell needs that. So you've got to bring in extra, extra, say, cells from extra vibration rather than just going into your current state, which is only taking what you've already had. So when people stay in their same mindset, they they don't change because they're in that same pattern. So they've got to come out of that pattern and then their cells change. Um, where am I going with this? So yeah. cells need to be neutral. And then when they are neutral, they become like a full battery circuit. So that's the magnet magnetic part. Yeah, yeah. Think about it's the it's it's a natural law, by the way. They don't really like to teach this um, because it's too empowering. But it's the the law of attraction or the law of magnetism. Think about it this way: it's really simple. Some people are going to be magnetic to you, right? And they're going to pull you in, whereas other people are going to repel you, like that guy funny that we come full circle as we always do um when you worked in the kitchen and he just had like a lame energy that he was he drained you he probably didn't just drain you he drained other people in his orbit right because he and he doesn't even know it he's unconscious that he's an energy vampire so um we are magnetic you're a magnet, I'm a magnet. There's a reason why we're attracted to each other because we have a very similar resonance, right? We've done some of this inner work. We say, okay, we're, we've woken up. We've woken up to certain truths. We know how to feel truth within our own body and we like to attract other people who also live from that place of truth and speak from that place of truth because we're all magnetic. And so some people are going to attract you and some people are going to repel you. And that's OK. So the positive thoughts, OK, or doing positive things creates serotonin and dopamine, a chemical you feel good. Being stressed in the press creates say, adrenaline and cortisol, makes you feel shit. Those individually get absorbed into our body, to our cells. The brain doesn't know the difference between what's good and bad. It just absorbs it. But what that does on a cell level is different, right? The negative stuff kind of see erode cells like giving your plant coke and then the other hand it's like giving your plant water growth dead cancer yeah. live so are you saying that so what that says to me is i always say or think to myself what do i prefer happiness or peace at peace means as you said just being in resonate with mother earth no thoughts just a monk on a rock a leaf just in the wind being happy is creating energy having thoughts do more things that make you feel good Right. And you yeah. could flip it. If you're unhappy, you're doing things that make you feel shitty. So you're saying that when you're grounded and you are neutral and your cells um, are on that neutral level. Rather than just positive, which is actually bad, because that's the same as negative, because basically that's just saying that it's a yin without the yang, yang without the yin, that when you have both, it's neutral. And when you have that neutral, then that's when you become magnetic. So you can only become extremely strong in magnet magnetism when you are neutral which is, is which is that like neutral grounding does that make sense yeah it makes sense when you think about a heartbeat right 
it's it's never a flat line. This is like there is an ebb and a flow. There's a pulse, right? And there, it's another law. It's the law of polarity. We need contrast. We need to actually experience what we don't like and um, have those thoughts that we don't like, right? Maybe it's fear, electrical, then chemical. Then we're going to create a chemical cascade of hormones that are not going to feel good. And it's going to steer us back in the right direction for alignment to move closer to the things that feel good. And that process is never ending. It's a journey, right? So nobody's life here on earth is easy peasy every single day. We all have our own struggles. We all have a past. We all have a story. We're all going to experience things and see things, witness with our own two eyes, our organs of perception. We're going to see things that don't feel good to see, and it's going to propel us in the right action to do something to create change for that situation in order to create change within, or does it happen from within first in order to create change in that situation, right? So it is, it is constantly up and down. And when you flatline, that's when, you know, we leave our physical body. So a little bit of this is okay. It's just, we don't want such extreme highs and lows, right? That's, that, this is like anxiety, fear, hate. This is like um, probably depression, right? And so we, we want to maintain around this level, but there's always going to be a variance. If I, I want to do some research on YouTube of this, what do I type in? Magnetism in cells? How are atoms, are magnets? Like what, what's the specific thing? Because I, I, I don't know much about this. All right, you know who talks about this a lot is um, Abraham Hicks and their teachings. And there is um, a scale, actually, where they measure emotions on a scale. And uh, just like words, just like colors, everything is a vibration and has a frequency. So, too, do emotions. Okay, so um, they can they talk about climbing the emotional ladder. For example, when you're down and depressed, you're really, you're really depressed about something. Um, it happens, right, to all of us. We we have all experienced one level of de of depression on the spectrum. It's it's kind of hard to come up from depression because depression is quite low. But anger anger is high, right? When you're angry, you can't stay angry for that long. It's venomous. It heats up your body. It changes the. It like lights you up like fire, right? So if you're depressed then actually give yourself something to get angry about because anger would be climbing the emotional scale. And then it's a lot easier to come down from anger than it is to come up from depression. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I haven't, I haven't heard that before. Yeah. So when you're depressed, give yourself something to get angry about. So that, so for example, I, I got myself, I used the credit cards, right, to move out into London because I didn't get on The Apprentice, right? And so I thought, fuck it, I'm going to London making a business. So I racked up £5,000 in London. I couldn't get my business off how I wanted to. So now I had five grand. So then I spent literally months and months and months working to pay it off. And then I was neutral. When I was 21, before I was enlightened, and I only got my first job at, say, 23, for example, because I'd only worked for myself... Before I was enlightened, I was I was in debt. So I was borrowing to then buy and sell furniture because I needed some cash flow. So I was always in this motion of paying off the debt. So that's essentially the need for work. If you need something that requires money, you need to make money. If you've got nothing that requires money and you're a monk in a field, you don't need to work to make money. And so I paid off my debt and I had no drive. And I realized my drive has only been to pay off the money which I borrowed to make money after I bought the stuff that I wanted, like clothes and laptops and shit like that. That if I had all that or didn't need that, I wouldn't need to use the money. So my drive was always essentially getting out of debt. And I did a podcast with somebody. He was like the 12th podcast. And we had a massive argument and debate about should you should I borrow? Right. 
and and he was the one who made me go back on my credit cards to 5000 right because then that kick started up my ambitious entrepreneur mind it kick started my drive back because i had to lose my drive when i was enlightened because then i realized i didn't need anything but love and nature and peace and then i realized fuck how am i ever going to afford a house you know so then I, I i had no drive because i'd found that inner peace so essentially he inspired me to get me out of debt after I went backwards and forwards to try and find a reason why I should use my credit card again when I just got out of it and then that got me into this debt spiral which made me have to raise my vibration to then find a way to get myself out of debt and then on the journey of finding ways to make money I thought of business ideas and then from business ideas came motivation so you could say I was in a state of depression for a long time, but not an unhappy depression, just no drive. Yeah. And as you're saying, getting into that anger state is essentially um, like when you when you die and they put those things on your chest and they clear. Boom, yeah. It just restarts the body. Get going down from the anger is easier than going up from the depression. And that's the same thing. I got myself into debt to get my ambitious how to make money mind back on track that. When I clear my debt, I've raised my energy enough. I can start again from where I was. And that is just what came to my mind when you said about get yourself angry when you're depressed. Because that's like, well, you're fucking crazy. Why would you do that? Make matters worse. No, because then you understand the, the chemical side, the magnetic side, the energy side. And it's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Money is just energy, too. Right. So it's a, it's a currency. And a lot of people suffer from a poverty mentality around money because of their upbringing and the lessons that they have been sold by their parents who, by the way, I, you know, I love all parents, all parents really do try their, their best, but um, a lot of the time they haven't done the work to heal their own traumas and they're just teaching via um, their their um, actions, right? Because children do not listen to their parents' words. They observe their actions. They listen to their actions. So when parents have um, this idea, this, this ridiculous notion that you've got to work hard to make like a modest living, and they teach that, that they have to work long hours and basically trade in time for money. And then we grow up with this idea that equals a scarcity mindset. And there's so many people walking around with a poverty mentality. And it's, you know, it's really, it's really sad to see because it's just energy, right? And so we have to reform our relationship with money and what it is. Um, because most people, that's, that's what they deem to be success is money. When money has nothing to do with success. When John Lennon was in kindergarten, they had this assignment and the teacher was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, you know, most of the kindergarten kids were saying, a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, right? This is stereotypical that, again, we've been indoctrinated to think that you're not successful until you're a high paid you know, moneymaker on Wall Street or lawyer or doctor. We think doctors are like the status quo success when you when you become a doctor you've made it when you spend millions of dollars on indoctrination it's ridiculous so um john lennon wrote i just want to be happy and then the kindergarten teacher said um son you you didn't understand the point of the, of the assignment and he actually said actually i did i don't think you understand the point of life <laughs> <laughs> um what what question comes to your mind right now what question comes to mind um well the question that basically changed my life is who am i and i'm constantly asking myself that i look into my own eyes in the mirror every single day and i ask that question you know who am i and i'm i'm not looking at the flaws in my skin, or I'm not focusing on the pimples or the wrinkles or the cellulite. It's, it's not like I see those things at all anymore. I look deeper into my own eyes, the window of the soul, and I say, who am I? And I want to start every day off like that and connect from that place and then live my life from that place and space. 
Hmm. What do you have in terms of recommendation, right? Now, I used to believe that there were such things as ghosts and then I convinced myself out of it. I want to believe in it, even if it's not true or it is. I want to go back into that mindset of believing in it. But how can I, based on your opinion, get myself back into a mindset of believing something which I maybe deep down don't believe if it's belief that creates the seed in the first place? Yeah. I don't want to counteract that that belief knowing that it, you know what I mean? So belief is always attached to a feeling, right? And so beliefs live in the mind and remember the, uh, the brain rather. Um, So, uh, Thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body and it's feelings that make it so. And that basically you've got to connect the feeling with the thought. And that's the sweet spot. If you can't feel the feeling of the thought, then you're going to have a hard time projecting that because thoughts, again, are not contained into the head. They go out into the ether, into the consciousness where there is a collective consciousness. So, um, I'll I'll say a few quotes here. Whatever the human mind can conceive and bring itself to believe, it can achieve. But the caveat is it's the believing that makes it so. By the way, that's Albert Einstein and Thomas Edison. And they had a mastermind together. What does it mean to have a mastermind? When When you collect people who share the same thoughts and can connect and attach the thoughts to a feeling and you project it out there. Select, project, collect. So then via the law of magnetism, you're going to collect the things that you're calling in when you have a mastermind because then there's power in numbers. So whatever the human mind can conceive and bring itself to believe, it can achieve, but it is the believing that makes it so. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or think you can't, either way you're right, right? So it's just a shift. And I use visualization tools is very, very powerful. So if there's something that I'm having a hard time with, a struggle in my mind, like say, for example, this whole poverty mentality, or I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, whatever, whatever the theme or the story is, if it were to come up and I were to think it, right, then all of a sudden it's going to shift the way I feel. It's going to lower my vibration right? Because chemical, electrical, chemical, magnetic. So now my vibration is going to lower or lessen because I've thought a thought that doesn't feel good and it's going to lower my vibration. So the instant that that happens, it's like this beautiful opportunity to push pause or stop, right? Never underestimate the power of pause. Take a few deep breaths and then reevaluate and listen to the thought and, and be like, that's ridiculous. I talk back to some of my stupid thoughts. Nobody is immune from stupid thoughts. We all have them. It's part of being a human, right? Humans have 60,000 thoughts a day. 90% of those are recycled thoughts from yesterday. We're in the pattern of being ourselves. The very first thing we do is wake up and remember our problems. 70% of those thoughts, 60,000 thoughts a day, 70% are negative. And they happen automatically and most people are not in control and they're investing their belief in those stupid thoughts instead of talking back to them and pushing stop and rewriting the story and saying, actually, this is how my story unfolds because we have that power. And when you start to do that, the things that you look at outside of yourself shift, right? Because you've created that inner environment. You're changing the receptor sites at a cellular level. So then you're going to start seeing more magic happening outside of yourself. So you're not going to tune in to the gossip that's happening over here to the, to the right. You're going to tune in to the, you know, the, the healers and the helpers that are always present in everyday life situation, right? I know that the, the struggle is real in life, and it's not like I'm escaping the struggle. No, I believe in this is why we have creativity. This is we have the ability to problem solve. But I never focus on the problem. I always focus on the solution. So it's a matter of shifting your beliefs. Question your beliefs, especially the long-held ones. The longer you've had them, the more 
strength you have in those dendrites. And it goes back to the example of a kid learning how to crawl, right? When he walks into the wall, now he knows what a wall is for the rest of his life. Well, what if that kid happened to experience what he would um, perceive as failure over and over and over and over and over again? And he strengthened that belief. And he's walking through life with this belief. And guess what he's creating more and more and more of? That same. Right? So it's all magnetism. It's all like, I, I live my life this way and everything shifted. You know, I was actually told once upon a time, I was told this, you can't be a snowbird until you retire because that's what my grandparents did. Both sets of my grandparents had to wait until they retired to own two homes. What's a snowbird owning two homes? A snowbird is, uh, oh, yeah, I guess. You know, <laughs> what the fuck is in, that? In Canada, when we get snow for half of the year, snowbirds dip. And when, when the snow comes, they fly and they go to a hot climate. Oh. And now I'm a snowbird and I didn't need to wait until I was retired. Someone said, you've got to wait until you retire. And I had that belief for many years that I had to work really hard, blood, sweat, tears, you know, get stuck in a dead end job that I hated in order to create the life that I wanted, because that's what my ancestors did and struggled doing. And that's what I grew up perceiving as reality until I realized I don't want to believe that anymore. That's that's not the way my life geometrically unfolds. Um, <clears throat> so you know how you're saying that you spend the summer in, say, Canada, and then when it gets cold, you go to Mexico. Um, obviously, we need sun because everything grows in the sun, and it's not very nice when it's cold. You can't do anything. You can't walk when it's snowy and it's wet. <laughs> it's just we're not supposed to be in cold. But for a human life, for me... As you said, I, I need a balance to appreciate it. And when it's hot, I'm like, for fuck's sake, I can't stand this. And then when it's cold, I want the sun. So you always want the opposite when you don't have it. And then when you have it, you want the opposite. But just from that experience of when you go to Mexico when it's cold, essentially you never are going to have to experience cold again. Now, is that good or bad? Well, in the moment when the cold is there, you could say, fucking hell, it's so cold, can't do anything. And then when you're in Mexico, you're like, this is much better right i'm going out i'm drinking in the evening everything's amazing but then you haven't got the balance to appreciate it but then you don't need to have the cold to appreciate it because you are never in disharmony in the first place and it's only when you're in disharmony that you suddenly want something better but then if you already have that that is that inner peace and, and grace already then there's nothing else out there because you don't know any different you know what i mean it's like it's like a monk being happy on a rock who's not unhappy or or sad, uh, unhappy or happy. He doesn't know any different apart from that that state. And that is like the birds just always flying at 18 degrees. Temperature never gets too cold or too hot. It just moves to the next part of the earth. So it's just he doesn't know any different apart from berries growing and nuts growing and the sun. And that's it. So maybe that is a man-made thing, cold and hot. Because if we didn't have houses and electricity and heating, we'd be just like the animals. We would just always be on the constant move to be in a kind of a nice temperature of 18 degrees. Um, so maybe that's simply a man-made thing, hot and cold. You know what I mean? Because nothing lives in the cold. It's only because we've got a house that we can live in the cold. But nothing really is supposed to see the cold because they've all fucked off to Mexico <laughs> when it gets cold, right? I don't know about that. I, I know of some extremophiles that, that live in the cold on a bacterial level, right? So there's five kingdoms of life and um, a lot of the kingdoms can survive in the cold. Um, and cold is, it is necessary for even humans to um, interact with cold, right? In order to keep the nerve force firing. Um, I don't shy away from the cold. I can appreciate the cold. It's not like cold robs my inner happiness like I can still be content in the cold there's something about breathing in cold crisp air to make the lungs feel alive um, and we're we're constantly interacting with that so we we do need the balance although I I believe that balance is not something we find it's something that we create and balance is a state of mind right so um, I it's not like 
I need to run away from Canada when the cold comes. It's just I choose not to chip ice and snow off of my car every single day for a full six months. Like I'll do it for a little bit, but then it, it gets tiring for me and it lowers my vibration. It lessens my mood. So when I come here and charge in the seminal forces of the sun and I connect with deep parts of my soul that come alive in a different culture with different foods and, um, mm. you know, people who are innately really connected to spirit here that it, it makes me happy because I get to learn from a different spectrum than I have access to in Canada. And, uh, yeah, it almost feels like I have had past lives here before. So, um, yeah, the superfoods that grow here, like really make me happy. Cacao, we have cacao, like right outside. I can, reach out and grab a pod you know mm -hmm. talk about chia one of the indigenous foods of um the aztecs and the mayans and and it's like this small little seed you know the things that grow here are completely different because they require a subtropical temperature growing wise and um a different level of um microbacteria and flora in the soil so i i believe that coming here for me lights up different aspects of my mind body and spirit and i have access to some of these superfoods like straight off the tree that you simply can't get in canada yeah what comes to mind when you say that is is let's just say you live next door to a supermarket you don't take it for granted right because you understand that you're very lucky right you're not thinking all the time i'm so grateful but let's just say for example you moved away for work reasons for a month and the supermarket now becomes 20 minutes drive you can then think wow i wish i had the supermarket close to me i really appreciate it so being in the cold in canada it's not that you're not um grateful being in canada it's that when you move away, then you have the comparison and you could be like, wow, I'm so grateful the fact that I can move to Mexico, even though you're quite happy and content in Canada. Same as I know that I have the shopping market next to me. I'm grateful. But when I move away and I have to drive 20 minutes, it then makes me more grateful. But it's not you're not grateful when you don't have it. Does that make sense? It's just yeah. it's an additional additional choice. I'd prefer to live in the heat all the time just because you can do so much more. But I'm in the cold now. I'm grateful for the summer and I'm looking forward to it. But it's only when you're there can you have that alternative mindset because you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, totally. There's, um, there is a tribe here called the Wicholis. And the Wicholi people, actually, they do this art. This is very Wicholi. Can you yeah. see this? This is all like yeah. small little beads. Anyways, the Wicholis, a lot of them, um, they completely live off the land and many Wicholi families don't have a TV and or cell phones. So these people have no idea that they're supposed to live in fear right now, that there's this, you know, virus, this elusive, invisible virus floating around. And so um, all that to say, there's way less fear here in Mexico than I've seen in Canada and other parts of the world. People are less programmed by the news and they just live off the land with open hearts. And um, they have not nearly been indoctrinated and infiltrated with you know, that mainstream media, constant pulsing fear into the minds of people like bacteria. They seem like my type of people. Um, let's end it here so we've got more to talk about next time. Anything you want to promote before we? You know, I, I would just say connect with me on Instagram. I have a page where I basically empower and inspire women every single day. It is called Goddessa, G-O-D-D-E-S-S-A, Gifts, Goddessa Gifts. And uh, you can find me on Instagram there. I'm also hosting um, different programs. I typically run quarterly, quarterly, where I work with women and help women reconnect to their own bodies 
and I'm creating a big tribe of sisters that basically support one another. And that's what it's all about, reconnecting to themselves, their body, their hearts, their truth, their wisdom, and um, really loving themselves because the time is now to love themselves. So yeah, you can check out Be Your Own Best Friend at goddessabeauty.com or check me out on Instagram, goddessagifts. Right, wait there, I'm just gonna press stop. Howdy, thanks for listening to my episode. Uh, if you could remember to rate and review the episode after you've listened, that'd be fantastic. And also subscribe so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And also, please tell your friends on socials about me podcast. Now I'm going for a poo, I'll be back later. Have a great day and speak to you soon.